Welcome to Do The Ride Film. My name's Thomas. I'm known as Steven. And I'm your friendly neighborhood, Harvey. Hey, not bad, not bad. Changing it up. Alright, coming up this week, we have a review of Pokemon Detective Pikachu. I thought you were going to say Pokemon, the first movie. Pokemon, the first movie. I, I was Such a the- weird fucking title, isn't it? <laughs> I was in the theater for that one. Got my Mew card. That was what I was going to ask. Uh, damn right I got my fucking card, man. All right, cool. This is directed by uh, Rob Letterman. Uh, David Letterman's son, maybe? I don't know. Um, I saw a photo of him. It could possibly be. <laughs> the son that nobody cared about. The forgotten son. All right, cool. Um, and, uh, you know, speaking of Pokemon, we're going to cater to millennials a little bit this uh this week we're going to be talking about creating our what kind of pokemon story would we create um because this was a very niche route to go with the the pokemon franchise yeah this is i think there's many different things you could have done yeah. um, so we're going to discuss what we think uh would also work yeah this is gonna be a fun one i'm excited is it all right whatever you say man um other than that make sure you uh follow us on uh, itunes and spotify or wherever you uh Put your podcast on your phone. Check us out there. Subscribe. And uh, leave a review on iTunes if you do have it. And check out our YouTube channel. I think we're due for a new video coming up. Maybe late, later in the month, maybe. Maybe. Are you asking us right now? <laughs> I'm thinking, when, you know, around the 20th of May or something. I don't know. We'll figure something out. Um, yeah. So subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you get on over there and look at uh, some of our, our YouTube content. Without further ado, Steve, I need to know, how was your week, man? Uh, it's been a pretty stellar week, actually. Stellar? Ooh. Yeah, uh, compared to most weeks, most of them are kind of like dreary and kind of like, oh. Uh, and they do make that sound. Uh, yeah, man, working on some cool stuff, working on some cool projects, and uh, and the biggest news of the week, got AirPods. Yeah, pretty exciting. You saw them in action the other day. How, how excited were you? I was actually very disappointed in you. Uh, I had a feeling, <laughs> but the problem is, I'm definitely going to return them this week <laughs> because I came to the realization every time I leave somewhere now, it's like, all right, it, Apple says it's supposed to like make your life easier, right? That's the, how the way they, they sell wireless like technology, but it's not because I have to make sure that shit's charged. I also have to make sure I have it in my pocket because Dude, if not, these I'm are not all like, the things that I've I've uh, said about those things. But you never said it to me, so I was. I've I was, definitely you, made the case to all of you in a group chat I don't where know. I was like, "Dude, when you need them most, I, I bet you a hundred bucks they're gonna be dead." Yeah, I, I know was, it's gonna happen. You're gonna you're gonna be like on a fucking you're gonna nine be stuck. hour flight. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna be dead. So yeah, I was like, they're they're dope first impression you're like oh, man, this is super cool like and then when you think about it everywhere i leave everywhere i go i have to constantly think of my phone my wallet my keys and not my fucking airpods right like if i lose a, ha- a pair of headphones that's like what 20 bucks down the drain not that big of a deal that ain't shit yeah plus they're easier to find because they're attached to long wires like yeah but if i lose airpods like that's a, over 150 dollars down the drain that's yeah. a lot of money. Plus, I mean, the horror story is where, you know, it's why I don't get them. Is I was on a rush hour train and this fucking girl, one, like, flicked out of her ear for some reason. And she was on the <laughs> floor like Daphne from fucking, or yeah, Velma? Velma from uh, Scooby. Scooby-Doo, like, looking for it. And, like, 
the whole train had to help her. It was the most embarrassing Dude, shit. I, I just, just like, like I just want to picture like a train full of people and they're all just on the ground because they all know the stakes. They all know how much those things. No, cost. they didn't really care. They're all just kind of like kicking their feet around, like oh, I don't see it down here. You know, oh, I thought like, they were all just like. It's the fact that she had to have all those people inconvenienced over that stupid fucking thing. So I'm probably never getting AirPods. You're, you're anti. I actually don't even like Bluetooth. In yeah, that, that's another thing too. It kills my battery life, and I'm not a big fan of that. I'm all about optimization when it comes to battery. Now I life. know the the AirPods will automatically connect to your phone, but like a lot of Bluetooth devices don't. Yeah, they mm-hmm. they like you yeah. have to go in it's and steps. Fight. It's terrible, terrible. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they were convenient, and the idea is cool, and I tried them out, and I like. It was a nice session, but I, I'm definitely going to return them this be week. Be a fuckboy for a day? It was nice to be a fuckboy for a day. I was thinking about getting a fanny pack as well. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been dope. Back to who you, you really are. Yeah. That'd be a good way to organize organize your... Uh, My things in life? Your things and put your AirPods in there. That way you don't forget them. Oh, well, you'll forget put, the fanny pack. Though. I could get like the Supreme fanny pack put with my, 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 my cell phone. I have an iPhone, so I'm definitely a part of that fuckboy camp. I could put my AirPods. I could put my... Uh, my vape pen? Yeah. I can have two vape pens. Two vape pens. Just in case one dies on me, I can have another pair of vape pens ready to go to smoke. Uh, and yeah, man, I think it would be nice. Uh, I'm kind of, kind of want to keep them now. Fuck. How was everyone else's week? <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I didn't have a week like that, I suppose. Um, I don't know. Mine has been uneventful, I guess, for the most part. Um, yeah. Welcome to America. Yeah, just interviewing for jobs, and uh, I've been I've been outside a lot, which has been nice. Um, it's interesting interacting with people. Picture you on the street with your your portfolio full of resumes, just like ringing doorbells. And do stuff. people do that ringing anymore? Doorbells. I've been out of the job market for for a little bit, so I don't know if people still walk around with like a I mean, resume and like a port like a like you have a nice leather bag. For the most part, it's kind of difficult to do that in New people York. People don't like it, so yeah, I don't think people like it because you're just like barging. Hey, you guys hiring? Just inconveniencing people, and they're like, uh, "Yeah, why don't you check our fucking website?" Uh, you can't really do that in New York, anyways. Yeah, cause yeah there's this thing called the internet. There's security. And yeah, they're like, uh, "Do you have an interview?" No, but I'm trying to get one. Oh, we can't let you up, sir. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really possible. Yeah. But yeah, I've been outside. It's interesting being outside when everyone's working. I feel like I'm uh I don't know, I feel like I'm doing something wrong. Not necessarily wrong, but feels good. It feels weird. But the first saying. two days though it feels great, right? Yeah. 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 Then it's like um I don't know. It feels like I'm uh I don't know, on a prolonged vacation or something. Overstaying it. Yeah. Yeah. Um but it's been okay. The weather's been really nice. So I've been outside and I've been skating and enjoying life, I guess. Enjoying enjoying unemployed life. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty funny time, uh, I think, to be unemployed. But like like the first couple I think the first couple of weeks when I was like when I got fired from my from my job, uh I was I was enjoying life. I was like, man, it's great. And then you realize, like, oh, fuck, I can't keep doing this. Yeah, it sucks because it's very, like, joyful for the first couple days where you really feel, like, this sense of, of, this is what humans used to do. Yeah, like, it's just, like, you kind of chose what you did throughout the day and, like, you had, like, man, why can't we go back to that? Why we can't, you guys want to start a commune? I'm down, actually. (laughs) I mean, I I think it's because you need money at some point. 
Yeah, but we, we everyone don't know. We grow donates. our own crops. Yeah, we grow our own and people just donate to a small fund. If we did that, then all day would be spent working outside. But I know, but it would be like this nice, like, go at no, your we own get slaves for that. You are describing uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> What? Yeah. I mean. They're going to be white slaves though, this time. Yeah. This time around. Without the slavery, though, that probably sounds like a commune or something. Um, that's that's what I want. Commune. I mean, I'd be down for that, maybe. But Try it out. Let's would, try it out. This? I'm not we, willing to compromise uh, internet. No, we still have, have all internet. that. Because I'm thinking about also starting, like, a nice little brewery. Like and we make our own. Oh, this beer. is a like the 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 endless. Didn't I've they have never, a I, I never uh, seen that. Movie. Uh, this is exactly what happened. Wait, didn't the they endless. have a fucking brewery? Yeah, I've never brewery. seen this. So how, I don't know. how? That's way too coincidental. No, I, because that's my my instant thought is like I might as well start a brewery because beer is like pretty big mm, right now. Craft beer, weirdly. That's what they do. In, in and then you can make money off of it. I don't know. Maybe we just had the same you know same thought. You might have saw a trailer and like subliminally thought. No, it or I something. why can't let me have this? It was a good idea. It's just it's way a good too obscure, idea, right? Fuck. All right. Well, I'm glad you're bringing up films in the part of the show where we normally you, don't. That's good. Yeah. How about your week? My week was good. Um, I heard you're almost done with Final Fantasy X. That's a big thing. Yeah. It's honestly been like I'd go to work and I'd just be excited to play Final Fantasy X. And you know what I noticed? Um, you, you, you ever hear that kids are more like emotional? Like people say that less, you know, more impacted by emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who says that? I don't know. I feel like I've heard that. That sounds like some new age hippie shit. Maybe that's not true at all. Maybe that's just what I thought. Turns out, that's wrong, man. I think adults have way more empathy, way more compassion. I mean, this is obvious, but, like, you don't realize it until, like, you play Final Fantasy X. When I was 12 or 13 when I played it, I was just like, all right, cool story. I think think Let's play some fucking battles. But, like, now I find myself tearing up at this game, and I don't remember that. At all. I never even felt a thing for these characters back then. But uh, now I do. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think at, when you're a young age, you, like, you, you have no comprehension story. of and like, like, what the struggle f- is. Yeah. Because people are like, unless, I'm not saying every kid goes to like, having some someone taking care of them, because that's not true at all. But like, I would say a good portion of kids. Yeah. Um, maybe. I don't know. I don't even know the statistic. But, but I'm like, just saying, yeah, like, the, but not empathy even, is not a thing. You but know, not even the em- empathetic part, but like the plot twist seemed more intense. I guess like maybe my attention spans better. Maybe it's a generational thing. But I, also, I watch more movies now, so like maybe like watching all these movies have prepared me for storytelling. I, I don't think, know. I think struggle prepares you to maybe empathize but with I really, suffering. But I really, like, there are things where I'm like, holy shit. But when when I first played through, I was just like, just a game, just another game, you know, like, it's a great I'm gonna, game. I'm going to grind. Yeah, so I've been playing that game, revisiting these wonderful, I, I just love this franchise. And you Are know, you excited? Normally don't play video games. For the breaking news that Final Fantasy VII, oh, uh, yeah. the remake is yes. being launched, do the, you know that it's still episodic? Is that proven? Yeah, it's still episodic. That is confirmed. What do you mean it's episodic? That means like, that it's going to be. Re- it's not. They're not releasing the full game. They're releasing it in chunks. Oh, yeah. Are you sure? Uh, yeah, that's always been. the I thing. I thought that was a speculation. No, no, that's always been the thing. That's how they announced it, and that's how the way they've been. Why the game is not that long? Why would they it's, release it? It's because uh, it's called. It's something called money. They they want more of it. So I mean, if they probably like yeah, but the game as a whole works because of the story. I just can't imagine like ending on a cliffhanger. Like, How many? Uh, but I mean, the whole. Game. If you think about it, everything we watch now, like 
is episodic, most of it. Yeah, but everything and like people literally, if you li- really, leave it though, on a cliff, if like you leave it on, a, event- think about it, if you leave it on a cliffhanger, people are gonna be like, oh, I need to play what the hell's oh, gonna I happen. Don't really next. do that with video games, so yeah, I mean that's that was a thing for a while. Mm, I don't know. Uh, so I'll have to look into it. I don't know if it's actually gonna be episodic. I'm, per- I'm pretty sure, man. I'm actually curious how they deal with like the cross dressing part in that game. Oh, and uh, Cloud has to, yeah. And like the dude's bent over on the bed, come get daddy. Some <laughs> shit, some creepy, weird shit in that game. I can't wait to see how they like. They'll probably just del- delete it. Probably no, get rid no, of no. it. No, they're gonna fucking have it in there. All right. Uh, yeah, that's it for my week. Just finally uh, fantasizing away. Does that make any sense? But uh, I'm down to talk about movies. If you guys are, um, Steve, I feel like you didn't watch the movie. I have a hunch. You know what's so funny about this? No, oh, here we go. I was sitting there. I'm like, what is that movie that Tom told me to watch this oh, week? Oh, God. The whole week. I, and the thing is, I wasn't going to ask you because I just didn't want you to be like, Bitch. talk shit. So I sat there and I was willing to take the L. I was willing to take the L just so I didn't have to ask you what movie I had to watch. You know, it's uh, it's on record. Yeah, but I just, you know, it's just, you I wanted to remember on my own, you know, I just didn't want to ask you. So, but I did remember last minute. Did you watch it? I watched it. Uh, yeah, I did watch Ooh, it. Oh, he did watch it. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. And guess what? I'm glad I did. You're glad you did. Elaborate. What did you watch? What I watched watch? Victoria, released in 2015, directed by Sebastian. How do you pronounce his last name? Scheifer? Don't know. Don't know. I'm going to butchered it, most likely. I'm going to probably get people to call me out. Tagline. I love this one. Victoria, one city, one night, one take. Yeah, one take. <laughs> uh, so, Victoria is about a young Spanish woman who has never, uh, who is newly moved to Berlin, finds her flirtation, moved to Berlin and finds her flirtation with a local guy turned potentially deadly. I don't like that. That I think that's badly written. <laughs> yeah, that's really badly written. Uh, I'm gonna. I guess I'll just change it up. Uh, so yes, it is about a woman named Victoria. She is newly moved to Berlin. Uh, she works this very mundane day job. Uh, we don't know much about her, and as the tagline suggests, it is a one-take film. So this film kind of just follows her during a series of events that happens within one night. I don't want to spoil too much of the film because I feel like that kind of takes it away, especially if you haven't heard about it. Yeah, I mean, I know the trailer reveals. The trailer what, reveals I, it. I, it is nice knowing. Like if you less. know little, it actually just it works so much better. Uh, it works better as a film, I think, if you know as little as possible. Uh, but yeah, she's at this nightclub and she happens to stumble upon these guys when she's leaving. And, you know, there's a little flirtation that happens with one of the, I think his name's Sonny. Uh, the yeah, lead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the little flirtation happens and she kind of up hanging out with him and his friends uh, for a good portion of like the night. And throughout a series of events, she kind of gets entangled with maybe a darker side of Berlin that she wasn't expecting. Right. And I'll leave it at that. Uh, Goes from innocent to yeah, it's, innocent Yeah, exactly. It like starts off as innocent flirtation and it kind of becomes something way more, uh, a little a little darker. And I think it was way more than what she was expecting. Yeah, but that first <laughs> that first act, though, don't you feel like you're just like... Watching a... You're whimsically just having a night out. Like, I don't really know whose perspective you take as a man, but like... Just overall, it's very charming, like I, the things that they did, and yeah, like I would say that's the one thing I loved from the get go about this film is that that energy 
that you get, I think, is because you're really following her perspective. You don't follow anyone else's. Mm-hmm. You, everything you're kind of experiencing is through her, and I think she's kind of like the surrogate for the audience for that whole that whole night. Uh, right. It, it starts off super charming, and it has like a lot of these like quaint, beautiful moments because there's a high there's a, especially in the beginning of the film it's very high energy very high octane she's at a nightclub so there's like intense music and there's a lot of like noise there's people talking and you know there's main character interactions but there also is like this world building that's happening outside like you know different people are interacting outside of their own little bubble and then they have these very beautiful moments uh specifically the elevator scene when they're going on to the roof that was that was great yeah yeah it just like out up there yeah, and this also the, has great the music cafe cues. Scene the too. cafe scene was beautiful. Yeah. I was just like, it was a very beautiful moment. And you learn so much about her through that scene. You understand weight. And that's a lot. That's one thing I have to say. This movie shows, but doesn't tell, which is amazing. I think filmmakers should really start doing that more often. I right. feel like they, they feel like they need to have heavy exposition. They need to do, uh, you know, world, world building. They have to, like, some one character has to tell you everything. Yeah. Uh, and what this film does is just lets the characters breathe, lets them move around, lets them like exist, and you learn so much about them through these little brief interactions or these like nice beautiful moments. Uh, I really liked everyone's performance in this film. Uh, I think I didn't mention much of these actors. I've never seen them before, or if I have, I probably just don't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frederick Lowe, uh, Barack. I'm going to butcher all these German Obama? names. No, Barack. You get. Um, Max Moff like there's 10 people in this film <laughs> yeah not that not a big cast I mean I'll I'll say I'll, five main characters yeah five but... main characters and then you have all these ancillary people that they don't have lines they're just like in the background yeah uh, and then Leah Costa which uh, she was in I think I, I think I saw her in Newness yeah yeah she's, she's in Newness with Nicholas things. Holt yeah she's great no, she was great in this film. Everyone did a spectacular this job, is, and it's I just so impressive. Yeah, one take, man. This movie was one fucking take. So I believe what it was was 12. They did 12 full takes, and I think they... No, 13 full takes. I think they used the 12th one. The last one was drunk. Yeah. Was the one? Or no, the second to last one. No. Yeah, pretty crazy. That is insane to me. Like, just, this is like... People were talking about the MCU being an accomplishment in filmmaking. I mean, I think this is an accomplishment in itself. Like, there's, you can like watch on YouTube. There's some like guy that spotted them filming it like outside of his window. Yeah, and there, there's no steady cam. They're running around with a fucking C three hundred. Yeah, just just carrying it. Like I was, that. I was, I was curious because I was checking out the lighting. I was looking at the lens, and I'm like, man, this is really beautifully shot. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking instantly, like this has to be a light rig because there's no fucking way someone can just camera's impressive but what's even more impressive Just is the audio i think the audio is really good too well, like, how, do they, how do you get good audio in a one take situation i like think that? i think it's all preparation like are the there's certain scenes where you have characters probably off camera and they're getting loved up and they're syncing the audio with them already right so when they're when it's their go they're already prepped ready to go and i think it really is like i think yeah. the main cast and you have the been, boom for for protection protection yeah, yeah exactly so i think the main cast is already loved and then you have people who are kind of coming in, like, all right, this is happening next. Get them lobbed up. Like, whoever all needs the to movement be... With dude, the movement with yeah. the lobs, you know, sounds like it but, would be a problem. No, this film was fantastic, man. I had such... There was moments where it kind of lulled for me, but I think it was because this film needs to be watched in a fucking theater. Like, you need to see this in a movie theater, or it just won't work as well if you're not into... 
you know, because there's so much distractions, like anything could happen. Like I, you need to turn off your phone first. Yeah. Turn off all the lights, put on a nice pair of headphones and just like, yeah, just be, because the soundtrack is another great part of this. I think the music cues with those, like with those moments, like I mentioned on the roof. And then there was another, there was a couple great moments on, uh, I would say near the, I would say like near the end, there was like this uh, club scene, which was amazing. I was just like, how the fuck are they hitting all their marks? Like they were just hitting all these marks. I was so impressed. Yeah, man. It's throwing it back to like what a small group of people can do, you know. Make yeah, a, this make a film. Yeah, people people need to start watching. I just I, I get so annoyed, man. When I was like, people were like, oh, it's an achievement in filmmaking. I'm like, yeah, I'm not not to take away from the Marvel films. That's great and all, but like I think this is like an achievement. This is like yeah. it's like you need such coordination and you need such like not even coordination. It's like the willpower to constantly do the same thing every without single having to throw hundreds of millions of dollars at it. Which yeah, with the MCU is like you can do anything you want with that money. Yeah, dude, this shit was shot on a, a Canon C three hundred, and if you're not a film guy, that's not like a high end cine camera. That's not. That's not like a Ari Alexa Mini. That's not like up there with the Reds. That's kind of like I would say maybe bottom tier if you're gonna put them against those guys. Um, yeah. And they use standard. Uh, re zeiss lenses which is like standard speeds well they must have used one lens right yeah so there was a po- one lens no possible way they could yeah, have switched they used, lenses. yeah exactly they didn't switch lenses so they used one of the uh probably, they didn't be. specify which one they just said a standard speed lens yeah fucking phenomenal uh this was a great time uh i don't know if i would run out to go see this again i think i would watch clips because I feel like I could pull yeah, so much from it. it is a little it. exhausting. It's really exhausting. And near the end, it just gets so frantic and like, like you, you anxiety builds up so well. You're just like, holy shit, when, when is the other shoe going to drop? Please just drop already. I can't handle this. Uh, can I mention the fucking, the, the scene out in the, the apartment courtyard when they're all running? Yeah. Damn, man, that shit yeah, was that's so That's the good. scene you could watch on YouTube. Yeah, they, this movie just, I think they were, they have pillars, like, this film is just basically pillars. Like they have these key highlighted moments that they need to nail. And yeah. when they nail it, it's phenomenal. And then they have these slower moments that they can kind of get away with a lot more. You know, yeah, like you can kind of like, more casual, you know, yeah. yeah, casual, a couple banter, like, you know, they're just talking back and forth. But overall, uh, I had a fantastic time with this film. It was great. Uh, I guess if I had to give it a score, uh, you do. It's, uh, man, uh, I would say it's hitting at a four point five, man. Four point five, yeah, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, this shit, this, this shit was fantastic, man. I, like you cannot, if if you say like, oh, it's not that impressive. Fuck you, man. You don't, you don't, you, you know, you don't understand what goes into this. That's why it's so impressive. You know, like you can say like, oh, but look at all the CGI and all this work that goes in there. Yeah, that's hard work and that's amazing. But like the ability to get a group of people to come together to do this is very impressive like yes. it's a lot of work and it's a lot of sleepless nights man you know like being in production like it's dude this whole thing was just it's crazy they were able to pull it off imagine if you like and it works That's just imagine this right i think this might have happened but imagine you're on like the seventh take and you fuck up an hour in <laughs> you had to like wait another day to do it again yeah. because like the sunlight because yeah changes. the sunlight changes like and that's another thing i was so impressed by like the lighting like it's just like they were just man this fucking was really well done i think that's the most impressive part about this film is how they were able to do it and i thought they were going to rely on that gimmick 
of a one take, but I think they were able to keep it up because of the story, how it was structured. Like it just kind of amps up, amps up, and it's like it's a pretty simple story. It's not too crazy. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. But I think they were able to accomplish a lot with it with this gimmick. Some might say, right, right? No, great film. Loved it. All right, cool. See, you got to trust me from now on. Stars Born's next. Oh no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Harvey, you uh, you watch any uh, moving pictures? I did. Steve, did you watch anything else? Was that it? Uh, I think I watched something else. I just can't remember. You can go though. I think I know Harvey watched. He he kept his word. Uh yeah, I guess I did. <laughs> Someone's got to um, do it. Someone has to do the I fucking. Have, I got time. <laughs> Damn, I'm sorry. Um, I watched the hustle. The hustle. It was directed by uh, Chris Addison. Um, stars Anne Hathaway, Rebel Wilson, um, Alex Sharp, a few other people. Um. Two female scam artists, one low rent and the other one high class, compete to swindle a naive tech prodigy out of his fortune. It's a remake of a 1988 comedy, uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, if you guys have ever heard of that. Um, except it's sort of a, a gender reversal, you know. Uh, this tagline is interesting. They're giving dirty rotten men a run for their money, which I think uh, is pretty similar to the tagline of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I, I forget what it was exactly. But... um. I suppose Rebel Wilson is the uh, the main character in this. We follow her from her, uh, I suppose, relatively humble scamming uh, beginnings. She's running a hustle. I think it's in probably New York City. Um, she is catfishing guys. She's How meeting them at bars um, under the pretense that she's a very hot and attractive girl. All of her photos are are, are of a, a blonde. Um, they have like similar face structure actually, but she the the, the blonde in the on the profile is obviously much more attractive and and like has like an incredible body and like a bunch of gratuitous photos of showing off her body. And then the men see the photo and then they see Rebel and they're like, "Uh, what the fuck?" And um, she's like, "Oh yeah, that's actually not me." She says, "That's my uh, friend," and she sent me here to scope you out first and then she like creates this elaborate scam where she says that her friend really needs a- an operation and and she scams them out of money essentially can i and can i stop you real quick who the fuck would who fall, would fall for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's where um this, that's where the movie starts losing me very early on the that's, beginning? that's the first that's the first that's the first scene in the movie actually Uh-oh. and i'm like it's not a good good sign the and the and the guy that she's scamming, he's so unbelievably douchey, like douchey to uh, like a just a ridiculous degree, I suppose a comedic degree, and it it's very unbelievable and it's just somewhat silly. But yeah, she uh, tries to scam him, but she gets caught by a previous guy. A previous guy has called the police on her, and then she's like chasing. She's getting chased by the police, and uh, then she's like, uh, yeah, I guess my scam is uh is getting too hot, so it's time to. Just blow this joint and find a new location, a new a new uh a new workspace, I guess. So she decides to go to France. And that's when she sort of encroaches on Anne Hathaway's territory. Anne Hathaway is also a scam artist, but she's a, of a much higher caliber, I suppose. And that sort of um goes that go, sort of um matches her I suppose her physical beauty as opposed to a uh, Rebel Wilson. She uh, scams much richer men, scams them out of much more valuable jewelry and 
and um, and, and and possessions, and she has built this enormous wealth for herself, and she lives in this mansion. This mansion, and um, I can't. If I'm honest, I can't really remember the fucking name of the French town, but she is uh, very well known to the locals and she's like very, one of the more uh, affluent and uh, and uh, ritzy uh, residents of this of this town. Um, anyway, Anne Hathaway's character, Josephine Chesterfield, decides that there's this town is not big enough for the both of them to operate within it. They're going to encroach on each other's uh on each other's scams and on the, uh, on the same men so she devises a little competition um where they have to scam a guy out of a certain amount of money within a certain amount of time the first person to scam a person out of like five hundred thousand dollars um wins the bet and the other has to leave uh the, the town and the mark they choose is uh thomas westerberg he's like a um he's like a tech millionaire te- tech billionaire he's he made an app that uh don't they all yeah he made an app that that basically allows friends to send insults to each other so it's like a roasting app which is also a very stupid and silly idea um but wait you mean like text messaging yeah like text messaging basically but it's an app for that i'm like which is like a very lazy idea to can't begin you with. just use your text messages to roast your friends all right, this yeah. is, this is a question it's, I have. It's like roasting your friend on a public forum, I, I suppose, but that that could also be done through any other social media app. Yeah. But, so, so does this come into play for the narrative, like the story that that his app idea? No, no. They could have literally not. said anything. They could have literally said he made a thing, and but but like he made an integrated software that could help companies find like bullshit. It could have been something, but I think they thought the joke would be that it's an app about insulting people, but it's not it's not a very funny joke and it just comes off as lazy, <laughs> much like the rest of this movie. Um anyway, <laughs> they decided that they're going to have a competition over who can scam $500,000 out of this guy the quickest. And um yeah, I, I don't want to give too much away about the the plot, but um I think that Rebel Wilson is funny at times. She is um she sort of has the same shtick. It's a lot of comedy about her weight, of course, about her size. Um, I think that could be entertaining for a while, but it does get monotonous towards, I don't know, probably within the first act. And, and you want like a new a new uh, style of comedy or a, new, a breath of uh, fresh air. It's it, it gets old really quickly. And um, I do like I do like her not necessarily in this role, but I think that she can be funny. And I think that there are moments in this movie where she's not necessarily referencing her weight or, or, or her, her, her looks, but where she makes a scene funny simply by being witty and, um, and often awkward. And I think that those at times are more sustainable than just using fat jokes the entire time, which this movie heavily relies upon. Um, Anne Hathaway's character is, interesting but she's not nearly i think as entertaining and she has this english accent in it which i thought would come into play as being part of an elaborate scam like a more deep-rooted scam maybe some sort of character revealing thing about her but it wasn't it was just her legit accent and it was fucking awful and i don't understand why they made that choice she she starts speaking in a in a dutch accent when they're uh, pulling the scam on the tech guy and her dutch accent is oddly way better than her english accent which is fucking weird i think it would be a more difficult accent to do 
but I don't I don't understand why they just make her a Dutch scam artist instead of an English scam artist. But this movie does make a lot of stupid decisions like that. Um, I think that I don't even know what else to t- fucking talk about. This there's not much of a supporting cast if I'm honest. There's the tech guy uh, Thomas Westerberg play, played by Alex Sharp, and there's also a um, a few people that are under the. Uh, hire of uh Anne Hathaway's character a few people that works for her like a butler and a um like a police chief who's also a woman that I think she like sort of has in her pocket but um the supporting cast is fairly scarce and uninteresting so for the most part we're just carried by Rebel Wilson and Anne Hathaway one of which is uh not very fun to watch at all and the other one is only about fun about half the time so a lot of this movie simply just lulls for me it's not particularly funny and it's not very entertaining if I'm honest. Um, I think that, uh, the, the, the gender reversal shit, it, it, it sort of fails at doing that. I think as well, it attempts to, uh, like flip dirty, dirty rotten scoundrels and, and put two female scam artists in their place. But I think that there's nothing unique or, or, or interesting about, the reversal in this movie, I think that it was basically the same exact movie, but with female characters put in those roles. And I think that that's super lazy as well. And it, it, it's not very interesting to watch because of that reason. Um, I don't really get anything new out of it. And it also sort of makes the, I can't really say it cause it's sort of a spoiler, but one, if you watch this movie, um, the whole gender reversal, uh, thing becomes sort of moot because they just step on their own fucking tails a lot of the time and specifically towards the end there's a huge a huge twist that completely renders the gender reversal um was the twist good it's not a good no it's not a good twist and it, it it sort of removes any power that this movie had by using its female characters it it just makes it, you, it can you spoil it? I don't I don't think I want to spoil it, but but it's like such a dumb fucking decision and I don't understand why they made I don't I don't understand why they did it. It could have been they could have done so much more. God damn, I do want to spoil it. Spoil it cuz it's so stupid. How about to say but, spoilers and then tell us because I'm really nah, curious. I'll tell you afterwards. Um I don't really know what else to say about this movie. Um it was directed by this guy named Chris Addison. He hasn't done anything else, really. Um he did something called Hallelujah that has Ray Fiennes in it, but I don't think it it's come out yet. And um, I'm just curious how he got how he got this. Um, I think this was mostly written by men as well, um, which is also like an odd an odd choice to make. I don't really understand that. That that's also sort of a it, it just renders the whole thing pointless. Um, and I think that's why it felt. Um, so, uh, I don't know. So indifferent, I suppose. Um, or more of the same, I suppose. I don't know. I think I'd give it a two out of five. I don't really see myself seeing this again. I don't, God bless you. I can't imagine anyone actually, um, enjoying this or, or wanting to see this again after watching it. I don't, I can't imagine recommending this to anyone. 
Um, it's <laughs> you feel very passionate. So I, like, I don't know any, I don't know why people would watch this. Uh, it's a very light too. Like it's it's not a good movie, and it's funny at times, but it, it feels like a two hour movie. And it's only like an hour thirty. It it, it just drags so much, and it's his Christ. Yeah, it's not good. Okay. Well, you know, we're we're glad we sent our uh, representative to go see it. Oh yeah. The Lord's work out there. Yeah, that's right. You're you're the field reporter. You know, we're the fucking big execs just waiting for the story. Micro does a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. <laughs> you're the micro of this podcast. Yeah, that's God all I watched. You. Pulling your bootstraps uh, up. Yeah, unfortunately, that's all I watched. Ooh, week, uh, week, week. You know what I mean? Hey, uh, I got a movie. Oh God, <laughs> why are you saying oh God? The way you bring it up, I feel like it has just something behind it. A Star is Born too. Um, <laughs> you guys, do you guys remember back in the the show when we used to have good topics? Yeah, we we, we had a topic. It was um, that's what we, we had good topics. Yeah, we used to have some great ones, man. What happened? Mm-hmm. To us? I think we just used them all up. Well, yeah, we used we, we burned had, ourselves uh, out. So real one of quick. our topics, maybe a year ago, maybe I don't even know, was uh. Movies are a shame you haven't seen yet. So you watched... I made uh, that topic. Yeah, there you go. Harvey. You watched uh, Fargo? Yeah, so you remember what it was. I watched Fargo. Yeah. I did it. I was like, you know what? It's now or never. I think My girlfriend was... pushed me to watch it. She was... Um, we were trying this thing out. I don't know how it's going to work. There's always... <laughs> me and my girlfriend do this thing where it's like, you need to watch this. Well, you need to watch this. And I've been telling you that forever. So I'm not watching yours till you watch mine. And it's just some petty bullshit... <laughs> We're just trying. So that's how it keeps the relationship alive. <laughs> We're trying to break it. So I was like, "All right, I'll watch this shit if you watch my shit." You know. So it's like, what was your things. movie? I don't know yet. I have to figure something out for her to watch. Um, because oftentimes, like, I'll Space go see Jam. a movie throughout like the year, like maybe 2017. It'll be like a movie she didn't come to the theater to see with me, and I'm like, "You got to see this when it comes out on like stream." So I watched Fargo. Um. For some reason, this is one of those movies where I just put off, just never came up, and I saw it, and I was like, eh. That Star is Born for me. Well, you're fucking up, because Star is Born is an incredible masterpiece. Um, so, and it's the Coen Brothers, so I was like, I don't know, is it going to be, what kind of Coen Brothers movie are we going to get? Are we going to get goofy, or are we going to get like slow and brooding, right? And I was just, I was worried that it was going to be slow and brooding, so I was, I was kind of a... Uh, on the fence and just decided I was never going to watch it. So here we go. Uh, Fargo directed by Joel and Ethan Cohen. We have, uh, Francis McDormand, William H. Macy. We have, uh, Steve Buscemi, Peter Stormare, which he looks like an old, less fortunate Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Doesn't he? That's fucked. Especially in this movie. He looks like, uh, like if the blonde, Dude, uh, place beyond the pines grew up. If he grew up it to be a criminal, that's as Ryan Gosling. Um, yeah. So the the synopsis for this uh, goes. Um, no, oh, that's not the right page. So this is a uh, Jerry Lundegaard's uh, inept crime falls apart due to his and his henchmen's bungling and the persistent police work of the quiet or the quite pregnant. Marge Gunderson. That's a terribly written synopsis. I actually think that's wrong. Let's let's put it this way: a man 
hires these two dudes to kidnap his wife, right? In order to collect ransom from his wealthy uh, father-in-law. Uh, and then when things start to go crazy, um, it all starts to crumble. Uh, I think that's the actual synopsis that should be used. Um, so, yeah. Starts off. It doesn't take any time, which I like. Uh, you know, some movies just me- like just meander around the beginning of the film. Just trying to establish something that doesn't even fucking matter. Like a setting or certain characters. Like a lot of times it's it's pointless and meaningless. But uh, what I do like about this movie is um, that plot that I had read so many times before hesitating to see the movie. They got right to it. Uh, you get like a, a quick opening scene and then you get William H. Macy walks into a bar talking to these two henchmen about what he's going to do. And uh, then the movie just sets off from there. Um, so the movie uh, then goes on. Uh, they have these two idiots, kind of their idiot criminals, played by Peter Stormare and uh, Steve Buscemi. And Steve Buscemi is the obnoxious one. And uh, the other guy is like a brooding, silent one. And um, and the movie uh, kind of... <laughs> Kind of takes off. You could tell that William H. Macy possibly just needs a lot of money for something or he just needs money bad. And he um, he kind of gets this, like, investment breakthrough. He might actually call off the the uh, the heist or the, the kidnapping because he's like, oh, I don't need the money anymore. But I thought they were going to go on that route, and he couldn't stop it. It was too late. But they actually didn't go on that route, and then they further developed his character even more a little bit, and he did keep on going through with it and uh yeah you get introduced quickly to the uh well not quickly they, they take their time a little bit to the charming uh pregnant uh francis mcdormand who's the, like the police deputy or deputy sheriff and she's essentially uh she's got a minnesota accent it's weird they almost sound like they're irish you know it's crazy that was pretty good man um and yeah, everyone, <laughs> I don't know, I don't spend, I've never spent a lot of time in the Midwest. You know, I'm very familiar with the Northeast and how they communicate with each other, whether it be Boston or New York or even Chicago a little bit. Um, but places like the Twin Cities, like, I don't, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just the way that they talk is, is very well played in this. And I think it's funny. Um, and the movie does actually mix humor pretty well. Um uh, there's a particular scene that's very funny. I don't think anything's really spoiler. I mean, I'm not going to spoil everything, but I feel like most people have seen this. But um, <laughs> there's a scene that made me laugh. You know, an audio cue or someone's dialogue is overlapping and you don't see them. They're off camera and you can hear like the next scene, them talking. Yeah. Where's a scene where, where uh, William H. Macy is like crying, like calling to inform the father-in-law that, his wife, the father-in-law's daughter, had been kidnapped. And it's just so funny. He's like, oh, my God, it's it's Marge. Or not her, that's not her name. It's, uh, I can't remember her name. It's it's What's-Her-Face. And he sounds all sad. And then it pans over to him. And he continues to do it. But he's rehearsing different ways he's going to say <laughs> it. <laughs> you think he's actually saying it. It's very funny. There's a lot of uh, very small, nuanced uh, humor in this movie that works very well. And I think I was surprised that this movie does not feel um, 
I think I'm just too like desensitized by the Coen Brothers' more recent work. Where when you kick it back to their roots a little bit, um, in Fargo, I think they were less um, rooted in one style, and I think this this film juggles a lot of different styles very well. So I mean, it was thrilling in the sense that you're nervous that someone was going to find out something or something bad was going to happen, and it was also subtly funny. Where um, yeah, well, it wasn't over the top slapstick. It was actually just like subtle humor that made me laugh quite a bit. And all the characters are very fleshed out and interesting and very fun to watch. Um, Steve Buscemi's character is just absolutely ridiculous. And he repeats a lot of the same phrases over and over again when he's negotiating. He's like, I, I'm not going to debate you. I'm not going to debate you. <laughs> uh, and stuff it's like, a blast to watch, man. Yeah, he's very good. He's very fun in this. Um, he almost like carries the movie a little bit. But yeah, I mean William H Macy's very good as well. Like he plays his, he looks, he's very good at looking nervous while being uh, interrogated by the police. Uh, I think that was fantastic acting on the, his part. And which movie was he in that he had like the sickest fro? Like he had like a pretty sick fro. I'm trying to remember. It was like an indie film. And I'm just trying to pick. I don't remember, I remember man. Remember. Dude, he's so great. He's just great looking. Uh, all these characters are so. Uh, all these actors are great. Well, didn't you not see Fargo too? Like you were the other person that said, dude, it's, it's what really attracted me to actually just biting the bullet was the runtime hour 38. Steve, it's crisp. That's it. It goes by quick too. It's nice. I think it's definitely worth, uh, definitely worth doing biting the bullet for sure. It's not slow and brooding and, and dry. It doesn't have like dry humor. Like, I thought it was going to have to where it'd be just like really hard to be engaged on a, you know, quiet Sunday morning. I think it, uh, it worked quite a bit and, uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it and I'm glad I watched it finally. <laughs> I think that's really all I have to say about it. It's definitely worth. Yeah. Congrats got to me, man. I making strides. Yeah. Making strides. I would probably give it a four and a half out of five. It's very good. It's very William H Macy is great in that. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's so ner- dude. The scene where he's like, <laughs> "This is just standalone goodness in this movie." There's a scene where he's like, "Someone's like having him verify the serial numbers on some cars." Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "He's like, uh, I'll fax it right over to you." He's like, "Yeah, that's the problem. I can't see the yeah. numbers on this fax." He's like, "All right, well, I'll have my assistant send you a copy <laughs> in the mail." He's like, okay. And then he gets off the phone. He's like, all right, so I'm going to fax this over right now. He's like, no, not fax. He's like, yeah, send. Send the copies. <laughs> it's very funny. And I recommend the movie so you can laugh at that scene too. And we can talk about it. Yeah. All right. He cares about education too. I think that's important. Who? What would he talk about? <laughs> Nothing. I don't understand. Hey, let's talk about Pokemon. I don't, I don't get that. Oh, by the way, uh, other movies I watched. I watched Jersey Girl. That shit was good. Oh yeah, yeah George Carlin, man, dude, that shit was great. I was like so surprised. I was just like, I was, I had a good old first time, time? first time watching it. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's I was, the weirdest uh, Kevin Smith movie, I guess. It is because it like it doesn't it's just, match. It doesn't match any of it. It does, but it doesn't. I think it has his humor, his sense of humor in there. Uh, it definitely I mean, it takes place in Jersey, and we all know how he feels about Jersey. Uh. No, man, I just had a lot of fun watching this movie. I think everyone... It, it, there's not really much to say. I think this thing is a really cute, quaint, 
touching story and actually really pulled on my heartstrings, especially in the opening acts or like the op- first first act. How'd you like my boy George? Uh, he was great, man. He he's the he's the angry grandpa that I never had, but he cares. You know what I mean? Like he's angry, but he cares. He cares about the important things. He doesn't care about the frivolous things. Kind of wish I had a grandpa like that. Much different than his character in uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike yeah. Back. <laughs> he's blowing uh, truck drivers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you gotta give him a little incentive. <laughs> uh, so I watched that. I actually had a good time watching it. Uh, you know, I, I would. This would actually go for. I can go for a rewatch. That's how much I enjoyed it. Nice. Uh, and then I watched the first twenty minutes of this movie, and I had to turn it off. I was bored as fuck. Mm. Uh, Hot Summer Nights, starring Timothy Chalamet. I, I mm. want to give a. Yeah. I need to go back to this and watch it, but not a lot of people enjoy it. Dude, this. man, it's that? the most. All right, so basically, it's the most like he's like a drug runner or something. Yeah, shit. he's this teen that plays. He basically plays a teen that ends up becoming a drug dealer in a small town. Like his mom basically makes him move in with his grandma, and they live in this like like this harbor town where all the rich people live and he becomes a drug dealer in the uh, the 80s but it's just the most typical like you it just it's so paint by numbers and just hits these beats where i'm like it's not doing anything interesting for me like i don't like his character i didn't like the open the whole i would say the first 20 minutes i did watch most of it was just narrated by this kid that we don't know who who he is he's just like some random kid who apparently watched these events unfold oh. he's like during one summer all these like dude that's the movie and every time a new character gets introduced he narrates it's just so i've seen this movie 10 times before and i just wasn't feeling it uh, i'm not gonna give like a official review but i i would say this much i turned it off after 20 minutes i was like i can't watch this like i'm bored as fuck i don't want to waste my time mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds rough but it's true i just didn't want to waste my time so um, I vaguely remember it. Um, Timothy Chalamet is going to be uh, he's, Paul and uh, Dune. Dune, yeah, it's that's pretty. He's he's that is big. That's big, but it's also kind of weird. Yeah, it's a child, man. Dune takes place in like what, like the year a hundred thousand. And they still got white people in the year 100,000. Yeah, I don't think I'm white people are going to exist now. <laughs> you will never disparage our race. <laughs> uh, isn't. Oscar Isaac playing his father. Yeah, I think so. And then hmm. there's a few people in it. Yeah, there's a few you actors. You don't in think it. like in certain uh, like European countries, white people are going to exist? No. no. In the year hundred thousand, I think no. we're. I think we're all. Well, I mean, white like people a, existed. 100, everybody would look like years years Yeah, like the darkest. 000. The darkest it will go is my color. And yeah, my color everywhere. Pre- yeah, like even I'm, places I'm, like Iceland. I don't I'm, know, man. No, nah, man. I, we'll make sure that the breeding. We're, we're everyone's gonna be mixed. I mean, I'm not against mixed. it. I'm, a, I'm totally Everyone's gonna have it, beautiful mixed babies, and it's just that's the future. I could definitely see that in America. I'm just not sure of like that's ninety-eight thousand years from now. Yeah, everyone. No way. But wasn't there white people ninety-eight thousand years ago? Nah, bro. Well, that's different. <laughs> Is it though? Yeah. Nah, man. I don't know how old. Listen, the, uh, man, we're coming races, after you. But... Just remember that we're coming after you. We're gonna make sure that. Uh... I mean, I don't give a shit, man. I don't. We're yeah. gonna get you this nice, nice. Uh, I would say my complexion is more caramel, like a deep caramel. So, you, so all right, man. That's the that's the base. You look like butterscotch, like a butterscotch <laughs> candy. <laughs> like a Werther's. Isn't they called Werther's? <laughs> You mean we're not gonna have pink penises anymore? All right, nope. let's move on. All right, let's move on. We we gotta move on Dude, after we, that. We're, we're, All right, yeah, so uh, 
We're going to be talking Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Let's take a listen to a clip. Someone there? Whoever you are, I know how to use this. Oh, jeez. Here we go. I know. You can't understand me. But put down the stapler or I will electrocute you. Did you just talk? Whoa. Did you just understand me? Oh my god! You can understand me! Stop! I've been so lonely! They try to talk to me all the time. All they hear is Pika Pika. Uh, you can hear him, right? Pika Pika! Yeah! Pika Pika Pika, he's adorable. You're adorable. They can't understand me, kid. Can no one else hear him? I don't need a po- Alright. What'd you guys think about that clip? It was very, very... Uh, it didn't have my favorite Pokemon in it, so that's how I feel about it. Who's your favorite Pokemon? Yeah. You know. The whole you movie know. didn't have my favorite Pokemon in it. Yeah, it didn't have mine either. All right, cool. Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Uh, in a world where people collect Pokemon to do battle. Wow, who wrote that? Dude, Letterbox is dropping the ball this, this hard. This is IMDb. This is IMDb. <laughs> IMDb? Yeah. Someone's dropping the ball All right. hard. <laughs> in a world where people collect Pokemon to do battle. <laughs> I was like, they were like, hey, hey, what's Pokemon? Like, they uh, do yeah, they don't, they A do. boy comes across an intelligent talking Pikachu who seeks to be a detective. Pretty vague. Pretty First vague. of all, I don't like the assumption that Pokemon are not smart. I mean... Well, I mean, come on. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like they, they they've shown some kind of intelligence. They can only learn four attacks at once. I mean, come on. Just kidding. Um, Haters. All right, so this is starring uh, Justice you know. Smith, Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> Catherine Newton, uh Bill Nia Nyai and Ken Watanabe. Um, what is he doing in this? Nai. Nai. That, that makes sense. Okay. Um, so, you know, it's been. This is a moment that I thought would never come. I didn't think it would make sense or be possible to make Pokemon live action, but it's here. It's here now. And this is how we get it. So, what are your thoughts on this, Steve? Why don't you, you take us away? Yeah, I'm the resident Poke Master. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know about that either, bro. I've, I've played. Uh, I many, played. I played all Pokemon actually. Yeah, but I've had three Charizards at one time. Uh, I've, one I've played. Uh, I played red version, blue version, crystal. Yeah, we've gold. all played the games, right? Who cares? Uh, and uh, and I think I'm the resident Poke Master. Uh, saying that. Uh, this movie is very interesting. <laughs> it's like... Tis. <laughs> I think the enjoyment that I did get out of this movie is strictly nostalgia. And and that's that's the weirdest thing. Because I think it has the... Uh, the What they call it? The... Uh, what is this movie we watched uh, that came out last year with the uh, all the, the nostalgia? Like for old Ready, video games? Ready Player One. Ready Player yeah. One. It has a Ready Player One syndrome. It's like literally made for people who love Pokemon, and you get to see some of your favorites in uh, live action. Uh, it's not a it's not a good movie. There's like there's some downsides. The acting is one. Could you talk about the story? Because I feel like that uh, synopsis was shit too. Yeah, the synopsis is shit. And I all right, so story, basically, really Justice Justice story. Smith character, or he he grew up in a small town like our boy His Ash. Tim. Tim Goodman. Uh, Tim Goodman. God, what a generic everyman name. <laughs> Tim he Blackman. Go- he goes right. to Rhyme City to go uh, see his father or to go to go 
accept his his father's belongings after he dies. dies. Yeah. Yeah. And stumbles upon a talking Pikachu who happens to be a detective. And what this Pikachu, what he finds out is that that was his father's partner. But this Pikachu has amnesia. (laughs) So he doesn't remember what happened to his partner. The only thing he remembers is that that he that that was their home. That's he knew of him, and he knew that was their home. And now he also speaks. But before this incident, he never was never able to speak, which is weird. Do we understand why? Do we, does that ever come up in the movie? Why he understands him? Yeah. Is there is that is that the only reason? The the one I guess spoiler. Yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. I'll I'll accept it. Uh, and. They go on this investigation to try to track down his father because Pikachu tells him he's still alive. So they go on this huge investigation across Rhyme City to go find his missing father. And I want to say this right now. The police at Rhyme City are very lazy because they just accept the fact that this man fucking died. They were like, we couldn't find a body. So the he's funny dead. Thing is, <laughs> like, when, the he play, when he's like, I didn't want to do this. And he plays the footage like there's like an explosion <laughs> in the car. Flips. The cars don't just do that. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> all right, this movie is just fucking yeah. buck wild. All right, this no is... one could survive that. Like, it was Can we talk about the first scene? Uh, the Cubone scene? No, the scene, the actual first scene before like the credits. What was the first scene again? I don't remember. The, the research. The lab? first scene yeah, is with Mewtwo. Okay, so he goes oh, yeah, with Mewtwo. Yeah, Mewtwo. He's not in the trailer at all. Yeah, yes, he is. Yeah, he is. He is. He's yeah. in the end, like or like he's in the uh, end of the trailer. You yeah. see him briefly. Uh, so yeah, Didn't I was. Know that. I was thinking they were going to harken back to Pokemon the first movie some like and they kind of did in a weird almost, way. Almost, almost, yeah. I think but, they referenced it for sure. Yeah. But oh, yeah, kind of did. opposite. Yeah. Uh This movie has moments. I think it really heavily relies on these moments in the film that like I think heavily relies on Pikachu and your love and nostalgia for Pokemon. Uh, if you don't give a fuck about this franchise, it's just imagine hard. not knowing anything about Pokemon. Yeah, and like, and this, this is your introduction. You're like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, you would have to harken them back a little bit and say that, look, this isn't actually what Pokemon is, kinda. But I'm so. But a part of me is glad that they went this route because I don't know if it it, it could have worked any other way. Like, it's hard to. Do well, this. we'll talk about that later. But yeah, I mean, but I, I, feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it would have been very hard. And it would have been very cheesy to do it in a serious manner. And I think the fact that they play, they, they kind of play it for jokes, I think works in a lot of moments. I think Ryan Reynolds is the funniest part. Justice Smith is not a, I don't think he's a good actor, I'm going to be honest. Like, I just, I think he's he has, you could tell like he's not acting with someone on the screen, if that makes sense. Yeah. And like, especially the emotional moments in the film, like, I was like, this is pretty fucking cringy, man. It's like really, really fucking cringy. Uh, so but my basic feeling of this one, my initial thoughts is that there's parts that I liked. Yeah. And I feel like if reworked or if if just I don't know. I don't I don't know if this could have been better, but I feel like I'm surprised that I was able to enjoy some of the parts. Better. It could have been. Better. Oh, it most certainly could. But have been I just better. don't. I just don't know where to start. I don't but, know what what to do that could have changed. First it. off, who directed this? Uh, uh, he only's done. This is his first yeah, movie. Rob Letterman. No, it's not. He's done some shit. Oh. He did Shark. He did Shark Tale. Oh, that was pretty bad. He, he like co-directed Shark Tale, Gulliver's Travels. Oh, that's pretty bad. Um, yeah, some bad shit. Shark Tale is like one of the worst animated movies I've ever seen in my life. 
But um, yeah, imagine if like Lord Miller had did, had done this. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. Like amazing. I think like, you have to get someone who. But I was actually surprised at how I thought this is going to be a full blown like disrespect of the franchise that we all grew up with. But I was surprised that they. You kind can of, tell like they, people cared. I wasn't expecting that, but I, mean, I was expecting that. But I was surprised that I I thought it was going to feel like any, anything <coughs> but Pokemon. But it felt very much like Pokemon. Like it felt like half Pokemon. Half of it also didn't feel right to me. But yeah, uh, like like the characters, the exaggerated characters. I feel like they worked because that's technically Pokemon. Like from the show yeah. to the games, like all the people that you meet are just like these weird like characters. Like uh, of their of like Pokemon too, and of like the culture. Yeah, I, I like that about it. Like the like the guy who ran the arena with this fucking Charizard. Like yeah. that scene was actually. I found that scene very funny when. You know, Pikachu kept like commenting on like, "Why is he not wearing a shirt?" Like, it's poking fun because I mean, when you run into a gym leader or just like a, when you're battling someone, it's just like some random fucking psychotic person running around the woods <laughs> and just stops you and wants to fight you. Yeah. That's exactly. So that's what I'm saying. They have these moments in the film that you could tell they gave a shit, but I feel like the overall like overarching like story just was kind of weak. It was, it was pretty weak. It was. Uh... I feel like they didn't think it through a lot because there are like tons of plot holes in it. It's very simplistic. Um, I do think that I think that Pikachu or Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu definitely carries this movie in terms of entertainment. Um, I think it has some pretty cool, like pretty cool action uh, action sequences and like set pieces. But for the most part, in terms of uh, consistent entertainment and, and and like comedy, I think Ryan Reynolds. Uh, it's great. He, um, I don't know. I think there's like a big difference between because typically I don't enjoy Ryan Reynolds a whole lot because I feel like his characters are always sort Same-y. of forced. Yeah, they they they're, they're the same for the most part. They're always like this forced style of comedy that I don't really enjoy. He always seems like the same exact person as this, as Pikachu. I really enjoyed him. It seems like it seems like he was having fun with the character, and it felt it was a lot of fun to watch it. Um, it was like very. Um, very lighthearted and and um and it's just so silly like the idea of him voicing this character and this character having a fucking voice in the first place that i think it allows me to view but i mean view it me- a bit differently meowth had a voice so it wasn't too different than that except you could everyone could understand Meowth. yeah i mean i guess so i guess we grew up with that so it's not as weird but the idea of pikachu speaking is very strange and especially having ryan reynolds voice um, was strange. Don't worry, they they reveal why. Yeah, that is true. Oh, um, uh, the 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 fucking mystery. I fucking figured that, it out even, the first twenty minutes. I was yeah. like, oh, this is definitely what it is. Yeah, even that has like its uh, issues, though. Um, is this based on the actual like Detective Pikachu game? Does something yeah. like this happen th- in that game? I, I don't, don't know if it's know. exactly this, think, but I think it's like it probably has like something to do. I think Rhyme City is something in that game. I'm I gonna mean, look. I'm gonna look up that game. Yeah, I don't think anything like that happens and in the game but uh yeah um i think the world is the world is interesting but that is because the world is pokemon and it has pokemon in it but i think that in terms of what this world could have been i'm i'm fairly disappointed i think that the relationship between humans and pokemon is is explaining a relative like a relatively uh like surface level uh type way but i think in terms of building 
a world in which people have coexisted with Pokemon for years. I think this movie is very shallow in that in that aspect. Like you have you see Pokemon doing like jobs like being a crossing guard or being like a bartender, but there's no real there's there's no real depth in that and you don't really see how Pokemon have shaped this world and I think that was kind of disappointing to see. You don't get enough of that relationship between people and Pokemon either. Um you have people that sort of uh are eccentric like the 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 arena guy but you don't have like um i don't know i think that if you walk around williamsburg you will see a a a better um i don't know like the way people have evolved with animals with, with like dogs and shit and and like the relationship that they have i think that that is much more evident than like the relationships that we see in this and in the world that they have established if that makes any fucking sense i just think that the world is fairly shallow for a world that has Pokemon in it. Um, I think that Justice Smith isn't necessarily a terrible actor, but I do think that he was somewhat bland in this. And um, I don't, I didn't necessarily hate his character or, or, uh, or was taken out of it by his character, but there is some other bad acting in this movie that for sure, like the, the reporter woman, the the journalist, she, I thought she was horrible. I think that she was going, yeah, I think that in terms of direction, she was definitely given something to work with. Um, that's, I think that she was meant to be sort of like a, uh, Pokemon game character because she was very eccentric and, um, somewhat simplistic, kind of like a video game character, but it, it also just came across as a, she was just, a very bad actor. I think it's because of how shallow or or um, simplistic her her character felt, or the dialogue, or something. It just felt bad. Yeah, this movie has a um, lot of highs and lo- like yeah. not high. It just has it has like a lot. Just it has mixed. some goods and it has some real bad. That real bad. That's the problem. It has a lot of real bads and it has some goods. So I looked up <laughs> the plot for the game. What is it? Verbatim. Same. It's the exact same plot. Yeah. Like down to the. Tim Goodman name, like the investigation, the talking Pikachu, the Mewtwo, it's all exactly the same. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't, I wouldn't expect that from a video game. Yeah, it sounds a, like they just Pokemon adapted it like word for word almost. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, this movie is weird to me. Like it almost works. It doesn't really. I mean, if I had to, if you had to ask me, does it make you feel like you're in the Pokemon world that you have known and grown up with, I would say no. It feels weird and out of place. and It's like a modernization of it, if you think about it. Right. I just, yeah. I don't know, but like, I just don't know if it works 100%. I don't know if live action Pokemon will ever work, but it works in the sense that the movie was entertaining enough, but not to the point where I'm like excited to see them in a live action because I, I would be if it worked, but I mean I don't think it does. You know what's you know it sucks about this. I just want to. I really want to see like a sequel. <laughs> yeah, me too. I like mean, I want to because I enjoyed. I enjoyed so much elements of it. I like, want to see Pokemon live action. I just don't want to see this story. I want to see something else. Uh-huh. Like I want to see something else. Yeah. Like I don't know. I enjoyed seeing all my all my favorite I characters. I want to see the, like the classic trainer, like the trainer story, like a kid that wants to be a trainer. I think that would be. A much more immersive story too, in terms of like the world I mean, and seeing like we'll the talk relationships about that. between. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, get into it. But um, what did you guys see your favorite Pokemon? You guys said you didn't. Mine is Farfetch'd, and Farfetch'd was. <laughs> that is weird. That's, that's a true. very specific one. Farfetch'd is awesome. Yeah. 
It carries uh, a little leak. Uh, I I saw I saw my boy Charmander. I saw my boy uh, Charizard. So Charmander. Those are your, for like a second. Those are your favorites. You're just oh, it's like my a starter. Pe- he's like at a restaurant or something. Yeah, <laughs> like stoking the fire with his tail. Gen- Gengar is fucking terrifying in this one. He, yeah, Gengar was weird. Fucking smile was devastatingly creepy. Like, so, like, some of my favorite Pokemon or two of my favorites. I love uh, Sand Slash. I bet you do. You weird. And, and, uh, and Hitmon Lee was dope. But I had a feeling they weren't gonna hit Molly nah, and hit Monchan were gonna be in here. They actually do a lot of like third generation Pokemon. They do a too. lot of Did third you see generation. any like fourth generation Pokemon? I didn't see even second generation. There had to been something. Like, yeah. They they had uh, yeah, well they some. they had um was that Apom third or fourth? That's or third. third. That's not second they generation. They had they had something. What about uh the the dog? I think he's second generation. Growlithe? Just like which one? Oh, Ken Watanabe is a dog. That uh, is second Grumpy. generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grumpy. Yeah, yeah, that is second generation. <laughs> What's the name of that thing? Uh, yeah, I forget the name. Of it. I had. Shoot, yeah, shoot, I remember that know. one. No, uh, yeah, dude. I don't know. It's just like it's a, weird, it's a weird fucking movie, man. Like, if you like Pokemon, if you grew up with Pokemon, if you played the games, they'll like, throw you, you some yeah, bones. Yeah, yeah they'll throw, throw you some bones, and you know what? You enjoy it, and it's a simple story. You will figure out oh, the story within ten minutes. We forgot. What? They give you Pokemon cards. I thought it was just the premiere, but I went and yeah, they, they gave them to me too at oh, AMC. Yeah, yeah I, I got I got my cards. You I didn't get sure. it. I didn't get any what day did you go? Maybe it was I just went a, opening night. She asked me, "Is like, do you want Pokemon cards?" I'm like, "Of course, I want Pokemon oh. cards." What the fuck? And I thought they're all the same, but actually, me and Tappy, we got Are they different like legit cards. Po- Pokemon cards. Yeah, yeah you can like, battle with them. Motherfucker, I'm kind of pissed now. Yeah, dude, go back and demand that shit. Say, show them your A list status and and be like. Hey, I didn't get my fucking Pokemon cards. Yeah, that's bullshit. I remember and, the and there's like eight different cards you can get, but you only get two. Really? So like me and Tappy got Son you. Everyone gets a Pikachu, but there's two different it's a Pikachus. holographic Pikachu. Yeah, yeah. You get fucking. It's like yeah. That's why I went. Mm. Yeah, I got. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think I got. What did I get? Lickitung? Coffee break. Yeah, you got Lickitung. Did I? Yeah, Heal thirty damage from this. Tappy got good. Jigglypuff. I love the trading card game. I wish people would play yeah. with me. I think it's a fun game. I'll have to teach you guys how to play it one day. I can play it. I sold Dude, my Pikachu has 90, 90 fucking HP. Yeah, but we could buy decks. Yeah. I mean, update on my drunk Beyblade. Um, <laughs> I think it's missing a piece. I can't get it to work. Are you serious? Yeah. Got him. <laughs> uh, but now I'm ready to do a silver Pokemon deck uh Card game by can you play the online like virtually? Yeah, you could probably yeah. find the app. On I'm sure. gonna I'm gonna look the look look into this because I love that fucking trading card game. All right, I think you're the only person that does. Yeah, that's fine. Do you guys want to rate this and then craft our own Pokemon movies? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think I could tell like my enjoyment, the enjoyment that I received from this movie because. I think Pokemon is something that obviously we all grew up with and uh, it's like a world we probably really wanted to live in. I still want to live in it. But when I think about it, I don't want to live in this world very much, like the world that they created. Yeah, it seems <laughs> weird. I yeah. kind of want to live in this one. Really? I don't know. Maybe yeah, maybe we like, just didn't see the rest of the world. Maybe we just didn't I like think that. Did you guys problem. notice that their phones kind of look like Pokedex? Yeah. Well, yeah. I thought they looked like Switches. Yeah, they had the Nintendo Switch colors on them. Yeah, yeah, they had like a... Well, if Red like, and a blue bottom or whatever. Nintendo getting in there. Yeah, they're like, sounds like, yeah, we're fucking marketing cross-promotion, yeah, bitch. But, yeah, we didn't see one Pokédex in the movie, did we? No, no one. I like, thought for a second so much... they were going to do it, but they didn't. It's probably just combining your smartphone. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. But even so, like, we didn't see, like, the application or right. nothing that, or anything. Um, I don't know. I think... 
I think in terms of being a like a Pokemon fan, I suppose, or maybe a former Pokemon fan. I don't know. It, well, it was once it, a fan, always a fan. Yeah, I think it was unsatisfying in in that sense, and and also um, just as a as a movie that's that stands on its own. I think that it uh it lacked a lot um, in terms of uh, central characters and um, the plot. I think was just very weak and uh, unsatisfying as well. Um, had a lot of holes. A lot of it still doesn't make sense to me. Um, and the world is just not what I believe it could be. Um, I think I'm between a two and a half and a three. I think I'd give it a solid two and a half, I guess. Um, okay. Steve? Uh, yeah, there's like, I think Harvey said it. Yeah. It's just, we, if you have love and nostalgia for this franchise, you're going to, you're going to get something out of it. Like I, I was smiling more often than not, I would say that much. Like I was just, it was just nice just to fucking have. I don't know. Uh, everyone in the audience was like, like fucking over twenty five. <laughs> yeah, not only <laughs> like children, no mine. children in this. Yeah. Over twenty five. Everyone's everyone's just fucking dying over Pikachu. How adorable this fucking thing is! It's like I was like, can we talk about how cute it was? Jesus, it was Christ. cute. It, it was, was like good. it was like almost like you could un- watery eyes. You could tell they put way more work into Pikachu than some of the other. Ones. Yeah, they were like, since like we got to make this like shit the look texturing cute. and shit, the, the yeah. individual hairs. Like the Bulbasaur just looked like the like Bulbasaur looked like, shit. like they were coming out of a video game yeah. and superimposed on a live action. No, man. I thought it was interesting that they, because um, in the show, like Bulbas- all the Pokemon just say their name, Yeah, but like Bulbasaur didn't say his name. I don't think any of them did. They're all just like yeah. making noises, yeah. which is probably realistic. Yeah. When you think about it, could you really imagine an animal speaking, it's having the ability to speak its name and not phonetically pronounce other words that are similar? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is silly though and it's kind of funny but in this I honestly <laughs> like if they had I like that actually I think that would have been stupid um just like it is in the show but the show is just so cartoonish it might Yeah uh Psyduck was pretty pretty adorable too it was great uh stressful as fuck Yeah Man, uh, yeah, man, I think Light 3, man. I got something. I got, I was Light smi- 3, he loved top five of the year. Dude, I was smiling more often than not. I, I kind of want to see if they do yeah, second one. I kind of want to see another one. I'm going back. I'm going for number two. <laughs> right. I hate that, but like. It, I would go back for number I two. Do, I do owe my life to this franchise. <laughs> man, I would watch any live action Pokemon movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I owe my life to the franchise. I mean. Some of the most peaceful memories involve me playing Pokemon on my Game Boy. But yeah, exactly. I'm like going some of the most stressful memories for me. It's the most peaceful. Because getting your like, fucking save overwritten. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> my sister used to overwrite my fucking save. Or them batteries die <laughs> on you. Did you guys remember that? So well, I when I was re- younger, I fucked up real quick. After the Pokemon antidote, I fucked up. Remember that cave you had to go through to, and you had to use uh, Flash to light it up? I didn't know that, so I had to go through the yeah, cave. Yeah, I've done that too. I've done it blind. Like blind. I've done that too. Yeah, I've done I it was a few just times. like, it's like this. How was anyone supposed to figure it out? And I was like, and then later on when I replayed it, I'm like, oh, we're supposed to get Flash. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, you dummy. That's like, uh, yeah. Um, I'm giving this movie a light three too. <laughs> I got something out of it, and I um, will go back. I will go back for a sequel. You, uh, Nintendo, you have my money. All right. We already know I'm getting a Switch for fucking Pokemon Sword and Shield. <laughs> real bad guys yeah i wish it was open world but i mean what can you do uh should we start a video game podcast all right cool just talk about pokemon yeah 
All right, so next week we got to pick a movie. I think it's a historical moment next week. The very first movie we did on our podcast is getting a sequel next week. I think it's only fair, right? Yeah. John Wick 3, Chapter 3, Parabellum. Yeah, I, I was pretty pumped for this fucking movie. Yeah, so I'm, I like John Wick franchises. I think they're very good and fun to watch. But this one, the action actually looked way better than the first two. The budget, I guess. Yeah, the the action looks a little bit like stepped up. So you guys down to see that? Yeah, I want to see the. I'm excited for that horse. Uh, that horse scene. He's like riding a <laughs> horse and shooting people. Yeah. All right, cool. We're we're gonna come at you next week with John Wick Chapter Three, Parabellum. All right, cool. So let's get into it. We're talking Pokemon, Steve. This movie's weird. This this Detective Pikachu, and it, it's such a spinoff game. It's very. Interesting as to why they chose that particular story. So I'm wondering, like, do you guys think that was just because it was the easiest to do in a yeah, self-contained movie? Yeah. It's it's the easiest. You have like a you have a narrative. Yeah, it's a like short narrative. A short narrative. You can and and it's honestly just kind of like building. What, what? Yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, I couldn't see in any other well, way. Well, ideally, what people want to see the generic story of the trainer going through like the odds and ends, but I feel like that works better as a show than a movie. I think it could work as a as a movie. I think that it would just have to be very episodic, you know. Yeah, and I think that Detective Pikachu was something so far removed and different from what they have done before that uh, they thought it could probably be a better idea, and also. Detective Pikachu was a pretty good selling game, so I think they were definitely riding that uh riding Hype. that success. Right. Um by connecting the two. Well, Steve, do you do you know what like if you say you were in charge, right? What what kind of movie that are game you freak? making? Yeah. Uh, man, dude. I mean, if it's like riding the coattails off of this, I think I would honestly this is how way I would have started it, like realistically. And then I would still brand. I think I think having this world where Pokemon and humans live together instead of like people catching them and like because if you think about it, it's just basically dog fighting. <laughs> That's what Pokemon is like. It's like you take an animal, lock it up, and then you basically make it fight other animals. Shut up, all right? <laughs> so I mean, like realistically, I feel like the best route is to kind of continue the narrative of this, where they kind of like live harmoniously. They're in the trying city. to save themselves from Peta. That's the f- smart move. Ooh, what if it was that against Peta? What if it was? Yeah, uh, <laughs> they're not real. I'm, I'm trying to. <laughs> but what? Pep, 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 pep. It was people, people for the ethical treatment of Pokemon. Like, what if, <laughs> what if it was a movie about that? Like the struggle between. What if, like, it was about an upcoming uh, Who's trainer? Who side are you on? I don't know if I'm necessarily. So on you side, like saying like it's a yeah, civil, well, it's yeah, a but, civil war of you have to choose yeah. a side. Well, yeah, not necessarily choose a side, but what if it was about the story about a Pokemon and then, uh, or a community of Pokemon Pokemon trainers, and then uh, then you have this uh, force of like the. This organization, like for your Pokemon, yeah, the people for the ethical treatment of Pokemon, and then you have this sort of clash of um, Idea. ideologies. Yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> this is like a really deep movie for kids. This is the problem. It's a kids franchise at the end of the day, so it's like, it's like, how can you sell that? Yeah, Dude, I, I honestly, like, um, 
Yeah, what would you want, Tom? Because I can't honestly can't picture what, what I would want. And I agree with Harvey a little bit. I think you can do the classic story. And here's here's how, right? I think they already do this with like Game of Thrones. Like, I mean, one book condensed down to like what fucking a few hours, you know? Yeah. Like, um, I think it's very possible. So, what what I didn't really like about this movie is that the Pokemon's were making cameos in a sense that like there's no context and you, you kind of go into this world already knowing what every Pokemon already is. And I think that is fine for people like us who, who are just like, you know, have been in that world so many times, but like, I think it would be cool to cater to both people who aren't really that familiar with it. And people who are, you know, want to see it like relived, you know, like, um, you start off with Ash, right? Or wh- whatever you want to call him. You know, you got to make him black, you know, because inclusion. <laughs> so you make a black Ash. <laughs> Cole. His name is Cole. C-O-L-E, though, you know? Hey, Cole. Um, Ash Cole. Cole is actually his last name. So... You you essentially tie in some like Team Rocket plot to the first movie, right? You know he has to he finally sees a Caterpie for the first time. You're seeing all these Pokemon for the first time. Maybe throw a few more in because like you know you you need to speed up the process a little bit and condense the show into like three parts of movies. And you just do that first journey, like the first movie could be like him getting Pikachu, him realizing Pikachu doesn't like him and he won't go in the ball or whatever. See, that sounds um, boring to me because I've already seen it. No, I know, but like, I think it would be cool to see it like redone with like a environmental uh, change a little bit. You know, make the world look a little bit different, and then you, you change up some things, and you uh, you have Team Rocket come in, and maybe you can invent a new plot device for Team Rocket instead of their traditional uh, uh, steel Pikachu or whatever. Uh, maybe you do some humanitarian crisis or something. And they have to defeat Team Rocket, right? They try to take over. I'm thinking that would be the way I would make it. Uh, the next movie can be, um, I don't know, what happens in the rest of the show. I don't remember. And he can focus on getting his badges again, but maybe uh, G- Giovanni is more yeah, in I place forgot, here. I forgot, I forgot his name. Oh, maybe we, we see him more like introduction to villains see like all right like yeah see the narrative works as a as a tv show i can't see this as a movie i think well i mean i'd like to see it as a tv show too but i mean if you're trying to condense it into movies i feel like this is the way to go it works as a tv show because the overarching plot isn't very present throughout the entire uh series you have these subplots or these plots that are contained within episodes i suppose for the most part it wouldn't work as a like that basic plot wouldn't work as a movie because uh a kid trying to get badges isn't really a compelling uh compelling narrative but yeah if you were to introduce some other some other element conflict sort, sort of need- like the pokemon movie yeah um i think it could be interesting like I, I i would definitely love to see i thought team rocket was going to come back and i thought that's what the r was representing i thought that th- that company or someone was going to be like a front for like team rocket and I thought that's what the R represented. Um, you didn't stay for the after credits? 
Is that what happened? No. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I think Steve's being full of shit right now. Oh. The after credits are cool. They they animated all the characters to look like they're in the show. Y'all stay for after credits? No, it was it wasn't the after credits. It was like the ending. Oh uh, yeah, I saw animation. like I saw five seconds that I looked back while I was walking out. Um, but yeah, I think. Uh, First of all, yeah, Lord and Miller would have to direct. Yeah, Lord sure. and Miller has to direct. Maybe if we just get them to redo this. <laughs> yeah, and um, they just come in and clean up everything. They clean up Spider Man. They do, they redo Pokemon. Yeah, I think if Team Rocket was some sort of pharmaceutical company, or it was sort of like similar to similar to the evil entity that we saw in this, um, I think that would be interesting, and I think it would bring like a like a real world. Real world circumstance or real world evil to the movie, or a sense of a uh, a sense of real world evil yeah. at least. Um, I think that uh, I don't know what else I think. I think the third movie in the franchise should be the Mewtwo. The Mewtwo, but Mewtwo's actually a villain. Spoilers. I mean, oh yeah, it's a spoiler. Mewtwo. Uh, <laughs> fuck it. I don't know. It uh. I, I did like that it uh, directly referenced the Pokemon movie, though. They gave yeah. Mewtwo a backstory and everything. Right. Like 20 years ago, he was created, which was about, that lines up, I think, with the first you Pokemon movie. think this movie. is a sequel to the first Pokemon movie? Well, it. I think they made some effort to put it in the same universe by establishing that. Uh, yeah, man. I feel like, like I said, I think what I would do is kind of just build off of what they created here. Uh, keep Rhyme City because I think that just works. How do you make a city, first of all? Yeah, that's the one <laughs> thing I was trying to figure out. He just made a city. He just sat there and said, you know what? I'm going to build shit here. <laughs> he just made a whole fucking city. I think city. that's how they used to do it, right? But the way he just, like, he just said it so yeah. casually. Like, he just made like, was, a city in and that a was like, long time. Yeah, it wasn't like he did that when he was young. He did that shit when he was like, what? Like, maybe it was like 15 years had passed or some shit. Yeah, like, like, you just make a whole city. He just made a that, city out of nowhere. That takes hundreds of years. Well, when you got Pokemon doing the slave labor. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's what it was. Oh wait, we didn't talk about my favorite scene in the whole Pokemon movie. Say now, yeah. I mean, going back to the Detective Pikachu movie, I actually got a huge kick out of the Mister Mime scene. Oh, the fun- <laughs> dude, I like that a lot. That was fun. If the whole movie was beaten like that, it would have been a fucking Trying to interrogate Mister Mime. That was actually very good. Uh, if you're gonna do stupid humor in this movie, I think that was the way to do it. That was smart. That was actually it was stupid, but it was like you had to think about it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think kids would have got it. I'm like, what's happening? Yeah, like, but him just like pulling out the matches. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah, that's a that's a great standalone scene. This moment was really weird. And when they <laughs> zoomed in, you could like see like the little hairs on his head and shit. And yeah, <laughs> it was really weird. <laughs> Such a strange Pokemon. Yeah, he's tired. There's there's some terrifying Pokemon. If you actually think about it, if there were, were real Pokemon in real life, someone would be scary as fuck. I mean, I think ninety nine percent of them would be terrifying. Yeah, like like think about it, if that was like near or around you. I would so probably, so here's the issue, right? They'll kill you. No, wait. Humans have to eat Pokemon. Have to? There's no animals. No, there is. There are animals. Yeah. No, there's not. Yeah, there is. There are in the Pokemon world. Yes. Yeah. There is. No, there's not. Yeah, there there is. are animals. <laughs> yeah, there are. Yeah, it's been established. Where? In the show, there the are show, animals. They they show you there's animals. There's they like life. fish at one point. They're, they they're like they're fishing for Magikarp. No. no, not just Magikarp. There's like a Pokemon are like above animals. That's why they get their own little special name. Dude, they get their fucking milk from that one thing. 
What cow? Yeah, that cow thing. I don't think that I don't think you guys are right. I am right. There, uh, there Dude, were no, there I'm were other animals in the Pokemon show that weren't Pokemon. <laughs> I remember that vividly. Real world. They're like fishermen and stuff, like catching. Uh, they caught Pokemon, but they also caught like regular fish. How do they not come up? I'm pretty sure they exist. Bulbapedia, animals in the Pokemon world. Animals in the Pokemon world. Most often, they are mentioned in relation to Pokemon. Hmm. Why don't they ever show them? Because it doesn't make sense to call like Pikachu the electric mouse Pokemon. If there are no mouse. If there's no mouse to like, there's no reference yeah. to them. It's still pretty vague though. I don't know. They only just because Pokemon are outside. They're yeah, they're different categories, man. This is wildly interesting, but um, <laughs> I think they eat them though. Which Pokemon would you eat? Magikarp. Really? Yeah, it looks. That's it looks. Boring. I feel like that. That's what easy. About like a I'd, I'd love to have a nice Taurus burger. <laughs> yeah, Taurus would be pretty good. <laughs> nice exotic. Burger, medium what about rare. Like Nidorino. It probably tastes like pork or something. Pork? Ooh. Or like, they have like a hard shell, so you have to crack it. Yeah. So they have like some nice juicy meat. Maybe flavored ditto. Like they pour some syrup on them. That's like flan. <laughs> or he just morph into some food. <laughs> Whatever you want. He probably tastes like the same no matter what, though. Jelly. Like it's something yeah. like gel. Probably tastes like petroleum jelly. Yeah. No matter what. Machamp. I want to eat Machamp's biceps. Dude, that's rotten. <laughs> I don't know. He is, pro- he is very human-like, though, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, just to answer your question, Tom, Pokemon, uh, animals do exist. Nah, it's, it's. I'm looking at an image right now of Ash looking in an aquarium, and there's just regular fish. Yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> they don't ever mention it. Really. I mean, what is there to mention? So glad we have regular animals to eat and not our Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> but like they just live out in the wild. Do the Pokemon fuck with the animals? I mean, fuck with the animals. Like, what do you mean? Like they fight them? Like they're just like, yo, what up? All right, um, let's let's move on. We're gonna play our game. All right. This is uh, get wrecked. Yeah, get wrecked. We need our twelve sided die. Uh, the uh, person who rolls the highest number is going to give a. Uh, movie to watch to the person who rolls the lowest no, uh, number. Uh, Steve lost last week. Let's see uh, if his luck turns around and he could win. Probably won't because uh, I got a good feeling today. You got a nine. Ooh, that's not bad. Harvey, uh, take it away. We up. That ain't can't lose. I got a fucking four. Uh, fuck, dude. Can you stop doing that? I need, it's hard from this angle. That's a one. That's a seven. Do you want me to do it on here, or do you want to take my seven? Roll again. It doesn't matter. I'll roll again. Yeah, roll again. <laughs> I rolled a ten, so now I win. Yeah. That's frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I gotta give Harvey a movie. Against your will, the guns to your head. I'm giving you a movie. And that's Patty Cakes. This is. <laughs> I feel like nothing's ever good enough for you. <laughs> I mean, nah, something will be someday. 
I don't think so. I don't think... I think you're overestimating my crawl of obscure movies. Last movie I gave him, he gave it a 4 out of 5. Which one was that? Everybody Wants Some. Oh. Well, I like Patty Cakes a lot. And I think it's a fun movie. With some great songs. And I think you might enjoy some of the characters. We'll see. <laughs> Whoa, Jesus Christ, man. I can't do anything right on this fucking podcast. All right. But that about does it for us. Stay tuned for a, a review of John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum, next week. Uh, once again, make sure to uh, like and subscribe to all of our social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, make sure you grab um, grab some uh, some reviews and throw them up on iTunes. And, and subscribe to our YouTube channel for uh, upcoming YouTube videos. We've got a couple up there already. We're going to throw out a couple more by the end of this month, I think. And yeah, get excited. Connect with the show. All this can be uh, found. I don't think our videos are on there yet, but uh, we'll be soon. Do the right film.com on our website. Yeah. Find all of our episodes and whatnot. Yeah. Any last words, guys? Got to catch them all. Anything? Mm-hmm. Like that? So tell your mom happy Mother's Day. Right. Oh, it is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the, the mamas out there. Yeah. Uh, Steve, I, I think we're. Um, we're missing something. Uh, catchphrase. Why not? Uh, gotta I love catchphrase you. them all. God, I hate you. <laughs> 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 <laughs>